So it was a wonderful reading. We have one of my favorites in the Bible that Holly read for us today about the vine, the branches, the fact that there's this living vine, Jesus Christ, who was dead and is alive, and that we are grafted in, connected into the true vine. The Father's the gardener who's tending us, and we as branches, living branches, bear fruit to the glory of God. That is what we're all about. That's what we're designed to do. It was a night before Jesus died, and he was telling his disciples, obviously something that was really, really important. The whole idea is to go and bear fruit. He said, you didn't choose me, I chose you and appointed you to go so that you might bear fruit, fruit that would last, fruit that would have eternal value. Over the last five years or more, we've been looking at our, our five values as a church, the, the biblical principles which are true of every church and certainly true of this church. We've sometimes described them in terms of feast and uh, with different letters meaning different things, but we thought we'd try and make it something that is more memorable for us in terms of our five values in three words. So basically what we're all about as a church in 15 words. So my challenge to you is commit these to memory, share them with other people, and certainly as people come to explore membership in Bangor Parish, this is the conversation that we have when we have those belonging events. So the first thing is about giving your all. It's about worship. It's the fact that Jesus Christ gave himself completely for us, and we then in response give ourselves completely to him. One of the symbols, because we had symbols last week, the importance of visual learning, we recognize the fact you will not listen, not listen, sorry, you will not remember 80% of what I say. So in an attempt to try and say something, you might remember, first symbol is the symbol of Christianity, the symbol of the cross. The fact that Jesus Christ willingly came and gave himself for us and took upon him all of the, the rubbish and the sin and the dirt of our lives to make a connection between heaven and earth and to reconcile us between one another as well. And in this place, we have our cross the front and also our table, our communion table, our holy table that we gather around because that is the place where we share a meal as the family of God on a regular basis. And what's the central part of that meal? It's remembering that Christ died for you and Christ died for me. That his body was broken, his blood was poured out, and you and I are the beneficiaries of eternal life through Jesus Christ, through the forgiveness of sins, the release of the Holy Spirit, and being part of the kingdom of God. So giving our all, give your all. What we give to Christ is, is taken and blessed and, and then flows over. What we keep to ourselves doesn't get blessed by God. What we give to him is, is shaken down and pours over. It, it multiplies when we give to God. It's more blessed to give than to receive. So I want to encourage us to be people who give our all, to be wholehearted worshipers of God. Our worship should be, it should be practical. It, it should be obvious. It should be an outworking to it. It should be authentic in that it comes from the deepest plate of our heart and souls. It should be excellent. That doesn't mean perfect. It just means the fact that we give the very best of what we, that's what excellence is. We give the very best of what we have. That is what God calls us to do, to give our all to him. And to do that consistently, as consistently as we can by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you. As I was praying about this during the week, I had that, the picture of, of Genesis chapter 3 where God is walking in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and Eve have just decided to turn their back on God and, and the Lord walks through the garden in the cool of the day and he cries out, where are you? We meet here every Sunday without fail. And we do that because we remember every seven days, we remember in all of our lives, particularly when we gather together, the fact that today we remember the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Today we meet on Sundays because today is the Lord's day. It's the day of resurrection. That's why the early Christians meet Matt, that's how, why we meet on a Sunday, because it's Resurrection Day. So I want to challenge you to be here every Sunday, because the Lord is here every Sunday, and He is raised to life. And the sense I got during the week was a broken heart of Him saying, where are you? The Lord is here every week. If you're not the Lord's word to you this morning is, where are you? My word to you this morning is, where are you? And I also want to encourage and challenge about giving. About giving of our time and our energy and our money. Because the Lord has given everything to us. I've been really encouraged over the years how how people have been so generous with time and, and energy and their love and their practical gifts and their financial gifts. And I want to encourage us again today and challenge us in that. Seven years ago when we had a fire in this church building, there was a fantastic response that the vestry, select vestry led and, and we as a church rallied behind and there was great sacrificial giving. And so this building was not just put back the way it was before. It was greatly enhanced and a new floor put in, all sorts of things, because we knew that God was calling us to a new thing in the center of Bangor, of, of teaching and evangelism and hospitality and prayer and ministry to adults and children and young people. And it's been wonderful to see that unfold. Well, we still have 125,000 pounds of debt outstanding from that time, that fire seven years ago. And on our present trajectory, it'll take us seven years to pay it off. Let's get rid of that debt. I would love to see in the next three or four years that is completely cleared and that we don't pay thousands of pounds every year in interest. Let's get that debt cleared. I'm really pleased as well how the vestry over these last number of years have said, Let, let's invest. Let's invest in local and global mission. It's great to have Matthew as part of the team, a figurehead for us of the call to evangelize and outreach locally and globally, something we're all called to. Wonderful that over these last years too, in terms of pastoral care, that Reverend Stanley Burke and now Reverend Norman Jardine are helping us to move forward, to invest in those things with our own teams about pastoral care. And how we're also investing now in five weeks' time a new family, youth, and children's coordinator because we felt as a church in the vest, we felt to move forward, the next thing we need to do to grow and to, to flourish 
is to start investing increasingly in families, young people, and children to pass on the legacy of faith. And it's brilliant that Mark Wells is going to come here with his wife Abby and start here in five weeks' time. The vestry have done that on the basis of faith because that's the way we as a Christian community are called to work. The reality is that we need our income to increase by 20% in the year ahead in order to be able to actually fulfill what God has told us to step out in faith in. So I want to encourage you to review your giving and to pray about it. There's packs outside, a little table just over the left-hand side near the pillar, packs that give guidance about giving, why we give, how we give, I really encourage you to, to pick up one of those packs and to ask for a free will offering number at the welcome desk or from Matthew, they'll get those for you. Or to go onto our website, bangerparishchurch.org.uk and to go to the giving section and it'll tell you everything you need to know and you hit a button and you'll get some information back. God wants to do a new thing in this place. The vestry have stepped out in faith. Jesus said, freely have you have received, freely give. It's a challenge that, that we're trying to respond to, vestry are going to respond to. I encourage every single one of us to respond to. If you don't give, I encourage you to start giving. Why? Because it's what Jesus would do. And the second thing Jesus would do, and our second value, is to join the family. Last week, we saw the symbols of that, the wonderful symbols of what it means to join the family. The pool, the font, just like a wedding ring is a, an outward symbol of an inward reality of marriage. The waters of baptism are the outward symbol of the fact that Jesus Christ has given us the whole of heaven in himself, in his proposal to us. And his proposal to us is a wonderful proposal. Receive my love. Receive my forgiveness. Receive my generosity. Receive my call and your purpose on your life. Receive eternal life. Receive Father, Son. Receive the community of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Be part of it. All we have to do is say, as you say to any proposal, yes, I'll receive your forgiveness. I'll receive your life. I'll receive your acceptance. I'll receive all that you're offering me. And so during the family comes through baptism, the inward spiritual response to Jesus' proposal. And the outward sign of that, like a ring, is the water of baptism. And so we join the family. And in joining the family, and we say this to those who come and are exploring membership in our church, because this is true of every church. And one of the first things I would say is this, the center of community and creating community is forgiveness. Jesus says, you've been forgiven, so forgive others. And so, particularly within this family, but also anybody and everybody, if anybody has wronged you, if anybody in the future wrongs you, you know what you have to do forgive them. There's no ifs. There's no buts. We can certainly enter into dialogue with God about it, but there's only ever going to be one outcome. And the outcome will be him taking us back 
to the fact that he has forgiven us. And so we have to forgive others. And the second thing about joining the family too is the whole area of community. Because we really value community here to love and support and have responsibility for each other. We are responsible for each other as the family of God. And people often say how much they have sensed the support and the love and the cherishing of what it means to be the family of God. And life groups are right at the heart of that. If you're not part of a life group, I want to encourage you, please, please join one. That is the place, ultimately, where you will find care and support. If you want to dip your toe in the water, go in the Alpha course, and you'll get a little eight-week taster of what it means to be part of a little community of faith. And the third thing I want to say about community is this. Speak well of each other. Speak well of everybody. But particularly, speak well of your brothers and sisters in Christ. Be careful what crosses your lips. Because what crosses your lips will affect your own life more than it will affect anybody else's. Third thing, the symbol of it is here. It's the Bible. It's about always seeking to grow, to keep on growing. The Bible is like a mirror. We, we in the morning, if you're like me, not everyone does this in the room, of course, you may stand in front of a mirror and shave. You may not shave. You may have a beard, all sorts of things. But when we look in the mirror in the morning, we do so because we realize that something needs to be fixed before we go out into the world. The Bible is our spiritual mirror, and the Holy Spirit is just waiting for us to look into it and to lovingly challenge us and to say, there's something that needs to be fixed, or that's good, keep doing that. I want to encourage all of us to be hungry to be reading, to be reading the Bible, to be reading other books, to be hungry for what it means to become more and more like Jesus Christ. Because we're striving by the power of the Holy Spirit to become more and more like Jesus Christ. He is the author and perfecter of our faith. He's down at the bottom of the end of the running track, and we are looking at him, and we are wanting to reach him. We want to become more and more like him. Be perfect, therefore, Jesus said, as your heavenly Father is perfect. The word also means mature. Be mature, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. I mean, mature. We are in transition. And so we looked at that series a few months ago about resting and fasting and all the spiritual disciplines that we exercise in order to allow the Holy Spirit access to our lives that we may become like Jesus in character, full of love and joy and peace and all the fruit of the Spirit. God is transforming us in character and in word and in action. The fourth thing, and this is where I'll uh, turn my mic off for a wee second,
That's where Susan says, you don't put this on very often. The fourth thing of what it means to belong to a church and be a follower of Christ, and this is true of every church and every follower of Christ, is to serve each other. Just an hour or two before Jesus spoke the words about the vine and the branches, he got down on his knees and he went round the room and he washed the feet of 12 men and he knew that one of them was going to betray him to death in a few hours. And he went round and he washed their feet and he says, now that I, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. If you are too big to serve other people, you're too big for the kingdom of God. So when you came in this morning, you would have passed by the grounds that people cut the grass and weed the flower bed and brush up outside and put flowers outside and the wardens who come down and they open the doors and they make sure the lights are on, the heat's on, they come down extra early. And then you have a welcome team that welcomes you when you come in and you come in to here and the cleaning team have been here every Monday morning and they've polished and they've hoovered and they've cleaned the toilets and they've cleaned the kitchen and they've cleaned the, the toilets out there and, the, and people who clean the hall every week and the admin team who put the words on the screen and things on the papers and the AV team and there's a flower arranging team and there are endless teams, there are endless ways to serve in this church. And one of the reasons why we do that is not just because lots of things need done, there's actually a more important reason than that. And the more important reason is if you want to become like Jesus Christ, then you've got to put on one of these. Serving makes us more like Jesus Christ. If you want to become more like Jesus Christ, then serve other people. That's what Jesus would do. I grew up in a family where there were three children, mom and dad, there were five of us. There were many times that I and my brother and sister tried to to make it that we were the only people in our family who everyone else served and we we were the ones who just got served. And as a parent, if you have a number of children, you, you may well have encountered that. And what do you do? Do you, say to the, do you say to the third child in your family, hey, it's okay. You don't have to wash the dishes. You don't have to put out the bins. You just suit yourself because you're special. No. I was always told never to stand with my arms of one length. The culture of this place is one of service. It doesn't mean we're running around in frantic activity because we do have to rest in the presence of God. But I just want to draw your attention to the fact, if if you're someone who doesn't serve in any capacity today, I want to encourage you to become more like Jesus Christ and start to serve the people around you. There's cards out in the desk and pens. There's maybe 10 different options. Start serving other people. And finally, transform your world is the last of our principles. Our main place of mission is not by any of the events or activities in here or a compassion ministry in the hall. Our main place of mission for each one of us is outside the walls of these buildings. It's in our family homes, it's in our workplace, our neighborhoods. That is the place, ultimately, mainly, where we are called to make an impact for Christ, to bear fruit for him.
Yes, we run our Alpha courses and our men's ministry and we run our services and we run all sorts of things, our children's and youth ministries. We run all those things, places of discipleship, places of growth, places where you and I can say to people, do you want to come along and have, have a breakfast or do you want to come along to an Alpha course? It's all free. The idea of that is that I'll take off my apron for a second. The idea of that is that as other people see Christ in our lives and say to us, why do you do what you do? We can say to them, do you want to come and see? Do you want to come to a place where everybody is seeking to transform the world? Everybody serves each other. Everybody is constantly growing. Everybody is part of a family. Everybody gives their all. Because that's why I do what I do. The challenge for you and the challenge for me is this. If no one is ever saying that to us, then we're not following Jesus Christ according to what the Bible says. Because Jesus said, if you're my disciples, you will bear fruit. And believe me, if you're bearing fruit, people will get hungry. The challenge I'm issuing to myself and to you is this. Let's live lives according to the teaching of Jesus Christ so that people grow increasingly hungry and thirsty in our presence. And so in that moment when they say to us, tell me why you are the way you are. We'll be able to say, well, let let me tell you or let me show you. Because as followers of Christ, we are here to see the justice and peace of the kingdom of God come around us in our workplaces, in our families, in our neighborhood. We are called to bear fruit in a broken world to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to visit those in prison, to give drink to those who are thirsty, to be with those who are lonely, to tell people about the love of God and to show people about the love of God. And the symbol of that, our fifth principle, is our own bodies. Our lips, our hands, our feet, Our bodies are the vehicles God has given us to show the love of God in the world, to make it tangible, to make it real, to make it touchable. God has given us as spiritual beings bodies by which people can encounter the love of God. That's why we're here as those who are branches in the vine and followers of Jesus Christ. Shall we stand together?